echoed moments later by Andrea Taylor's viola, while her mind raced several measures ahead. She was sure Andy had practiced diligently before this session, but Tina hadn't even glanced at the music since the last time they had played it together over six months ago. The rehearsal was a casual one between two friends as they worked the kinks out of a duet they'd played before, but Andy had obviously prepared for it. When Tina had arrived at Andy's, fifteen minutes late after frantically searching for the right piece among the numerous piles of sheet music scattered throughout her apartment, Andy had already set up two chairs and had written out an agenda for the session. Luckily, Tina enjoyed the rush of being a few steps behind and fighting to catch up. She noticed some tricky string changes coming, and she shifted her hand up the violin's neck into fifth position to handle the difficult passage more easily. Stop doing that, Andy said, continuing to play without missing a beat when Tina morphed the Mozart into an old fiddle tune. Tina sighed and returned to the music in front of her. Mozart's second-string duo was one of her favorites, fiery and demanding and passionate, perfectly suited to her and Andy's style of playing. But today, the stems on the notes resembled prison bars, and she felt too restless to stay within their confines. She tried to behave for half a page before a series of notes led her back to the familiar fiddle song. This time, she managed to pull Andy along with her for a few bars— "'Incorrigible,' Andy said as she stopped playing and balanced her bow on her lap. "'Irresistible,' Tina offered instead. She considered it a personal triumph every time she was able to tempt Andy off the transcribed path of perfection. Andy penciled a note on her music. "'Now, every time I play this section, I'll want to switch songs,' she said, a small smile belying her cranky tone." She took out a yellow highlighter and emphatically colored her notation. "'What did you write?' Tina asked, leaning over to peek at Andy's music. Notes filled the margins, color-coded for convenience. "'Do not have fun?' Brooke Stanton tapped on the door of Andy's music room, the spare bedroom in their apartment. "'Are you taking a break?' "'Just long enough to get Tina back in line,' Andy said. "'Could be hours.' Tina added, watching her friend's small grin turn into a bright smile as Brooke walked into the room. She swiped two of Andy's colored pens while her attention was diverted. Tina had slept with plenty of women she met at the weddings where she played with Andy and the two other members of their string quartet, but those relationships rarely lasted beyond the next weekend's gig. Andy had only slept with one for once straying from her orderly behavior and dramatically choosing the bride instead of a bridesmaid. But the relationship had lasted almost two years so far. Everyone who knew Andy and Brooke expected those two years to stretch into forever. "'Was that Mozart?' Brooke asked, stepping farther into the room and resting her hands on Andy's shoulders. "'It was Little Brown Jug,' Andy said. "'But it was supposed to be Mozart.' "'Poor sweetheart. Is Tina driving you crazy?' Brooke winked at Tina before leaning down to kiss Andy on the cheek. Tina winked back. She and Brooke were often co-conspirators in their attempts to bring out Andy's more playful side. Tina watched Andy turn her face to meet Brooke's kiss. It was simple and quick, but the love behind it was difficult to miss. Tina smiled, glad to see her friend's happiness.'
Brooke was the kind of woman who might even have made Tina give up her routine seduction of bridesmaids. Thank God Andy had found her first. I'll let the two of you get back to work, Brooke said as she straightened up. Andy, I bought a can of tomatoes when we were at that Italian grocery downtown, but I can't seem to find it. Second shelf behind the soup, Andy said as she shuffled through her music. Because tea comes after us? Tina asked. That's just how I put them away, Andy said, sounding indignant. I don't alphabetize my canned goods. Anymore, Brooke called from the kitchen. Andy's cheeks turned slightly pink, but she pretended to ignore the comment, even though she couldn't hide her smile as she clearly enjoyed Brooke's teasing. Let's practice the third movement, without any fiddle tunes this time. Tina's laugh changed to a sigh. Back to work. <laughs>